Welcome to the Mindfulness of Singing, and I'm Denise, your sassy, spunky scientist. And I'm Tony, your bubbly, big-hearted flower child. Our podcast features practical tips and tools for a journey of transformation using the healing power of your voice. Each podcast, we will delve into the mind, body, and spirit connection by interviewing inspirational guests, sharing personal stories, and discussing the most recent scientific research. Tune in and join our community of mindful singers. Good morning, Denise. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Life is good. I'm glad and I am too. And I'm excited about our guest. Let me um, tell our listeners a little bit about who we're having this morning. Her name is Jennifer Tavernier, and she is a registered nutritionist, registered, let me try this one more time. She's a certified holistic nutritionist. Mm -hmm. She's a professional opera singer, and much like both of us, she realized that her diet had an effect on her singing, and so that led her to get that certification because... Um, she knew it could make a difference and on her website, her website is high note health. If anybody wants to work with her, she says, and I quote that she helps clients find a lifestyle. Notice I didn't say diet. Those are her words. I thought we, you, that would resonate with you too, Denise, because it is about lifestyle, not a diet, uh, that works for you and your goals. So you can customize your plan to, maximize your benefits from working with Jennifer. And I know we're going to have a great time discussing uh, food and nutrition with her this morning. Okay. Can't wait to hear it. I, uh, I love that. That's a big deal uh, to get a certification in nutrition or, or become a dietitian. I've looked into that and that takes a lot of time. So good for her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, a, it's pretty sciencey and chemistry oriented and all the things. So yeah, I, I, that's impressive that you can have a full-time, you know, singing career and do something like get a certification in nutrition. What's your favorite superfood? I don't know that I have a particular favorite and, and superfood to me, it seems a little bit markety. Uh, I mean, I think all foods are super. If you eat the right ones, you know, the healthy foods. Um, I don't, I don't know. Do you have a particular? Um, yeah, I think I do. I think I, I think that I really like blueberries the best of you eat. Many of the superfoods. Mm-hmm. Do you eat wild blueberries? I mean, I have. I they're, don't when they're not in season, you know. Well, you can buy Wynums, W-Y-N-A-M-S, I think S is the brand. And uh, don't quote me on this, anybody listening, but I think it's four times the antioxidant level of just regular blueberries. They're a smaller berry. Um, they're really- how do you, so, uh, blueberries are not in season year round. So how do you get them? And I only eat foods that are in season. So they are frozen. Oh, 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 I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. So in the freezer section, not in the produce section. Correct. Ah, well, that's a distinction. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that that they are um, very healthy as far as. Mm. Um, I'm going to look for those today. Go they're, to the store this afternoon. They're organic. You can buy them in like Whole Foods or something. It's a huge bag, and they're read, read the label. The comparison between wild blueberries and regular blueberries is quite impressive if i might say so myself so okay so what uh makes a wild blueberry and a regular blueberry different well since you put me on the spot if you can sit there for two seconds i'll tell you just i'll be right back because so aren't funny. all wild aren't all blueberries wild and are these people at Weinmans or whatever Weinmans, whatever you said, are they are they going to people's yards or out in the woods and trespassing to pick up wild? Um, it was real soup, but I have two packages here to talk share. about marketing. Have, um, wild blueberries. Oh, it's excuse me, I exaggerated. It's two times the antioxidant activity compared to ordinary blueberries. Sustainable wild blueberries harvested. Um, nothing artificial, no preservatives, preservatives, no sugar added. Um, oh, hi. Well, here's the expert. <laughs> hi, Jennifer. How are you? I was you? expecting to be in a waiting room. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Come on in and you can add in and we'll, we'll, we'll do an official welcome. But we were just talking about superfoods. She asked what mine was. She said she loved blueberries. So I said, do you have wild blueberries? And she asked what the difference was. So I went to get these two packages and we'll just let the pro take over. If you Are you familiar with this brand? No, I'm not, but I'm in Canada. So we probably have different, right. different brands. Yeah. Um, they have no preservatives, nothing artificial, but she was just asking what the difference is. And maybe you can explain. This one is a triple berry, wild berries, mm. blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. It's yummy. Two times the antioxidant of regular uh, blueberries. So what is the difference? Um, between wild and not wild? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah. Aren't they all wild? Well, no. I mean, I mean, if it's farmed, yeah, then yeah, like there's possibility of then you're getting a GMO seed and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, wild blueberries are usually smaller. I was going to say they do yeah. look so it's not about the way they grow them it's just a name that they've given them this particular hybrid of blueberries tiny? Yeah. i believe so. yeah i ah. mean i think it's i think the bigger ones it's more of like a farmed situation and then i see whereas the wild they haven't they haven't uh split you know done something to the genetic makeup of it and made I them gotcha. nice and okay because i'm like what are they doing trespassing on people's yard <laughs> <laughs> they're foraging in the woods <laughs> and how often do you have to do that to make that many big bags across the united states yeah yeah and that's probably also wild or more you're going to be more likely to find organic wild blueberries without the pesticides and all that good stuff and that's what these are yeah. interesting um, i'll look for those in the freezer section of my grocery mm -hmm. store today well, very yeah. good. Well, now let's try a formal welcome. Nothing like yeah. having somebody jump right in, but we just said, we'll let the expert and then, then you appeared. So welcome this morning. So nice to have you. We both are food nuts. We're, we, we don't have the certification that you do, but we think of ourselves as, you know, nutritionists, no offense to your, you and your certification, your training. Oh, no, 
But we, we love it is what we're trying to say. And so we they, do, but I, we don't think of ourselves as nutritionists. No, we don't. Well, we, no, I don't, I don't mean it like literally in that sense, <laughs> but from the literalist, I meant we're into healthy foodies, your healthy foodies. Yeah, there you that's, go. What I, that's what I mean. Not, not that we are qualified, but, but we love it. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, happy to be here. So tell, tell us, I want to know right away, like, how did you, when did you start trying to get the certification and how long did it take you? And tell, tell us about that process. Yeah, well, the process started um, a few years ago. I was, I've also, just backstory, I've always had it as sort of in the back burner that like, if I were to do anything other than singing, I will always be a singer, but if I were to do any do, do anything other than singing, it would probably have something to do with nutrition and food because I was like you very much a healthy foodie and really into it and nerding out on books and podcasts about nutrition and you know, trying to fix all my family members' diets and all that kind of stuff. So it was always sort of an idea that like, should the opportunity arise, maybe I would pursue something like that. But I knew that I didn't want to go back to school full time because I was still singing and I have a career going and I didn't want to spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars on it either. Uh, and so I discovered this whole term health coach a couple of years ago. Hmm. And I was like, well, what the heck is a health coach? And it was it's sort of exactly what I wanted to do at the time. They're like, well, you, it's, it's like nutritionists, but just not quite as much education and stuff. You're really helping people with their habits and changing their, their routines and stuff. And, and I'm like that I can do. So I did find a course, uh, based here in Canada that was online and it, it was a two-parter. It was like, you could do the first year and become a health coach, get your certification for how that. And then you had the option of returning to do a second year. And then that would give you the nutritionist designation. So I was like, sign me up and I can do it online. Like I can do it from a hotel room when I'm on a gig. Fabulous. Great. So I did that first year and then I took a year off from it, just sort of did the health coach thing. And then I decided uh, almost two, maybe two summers ago to return and do the second half of it. And as I was just wrapping up, a little COVID-19 started. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, timing is good. Now I have this extra certification and I can sort of follow that path right now while the performances are on hold. So that's how I got to where I am. So it took me basically three years to do a two-year program because I took some time off in between. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was telling Tony before you popped in, I was like, that's impressive because I've looked into that and it's a lot of time yeah. and it's a lot of money and it's, yeah. uh, and it's pretty intensive. So the fact that you could do mm -hmm. have a career as an opera singer, you know, learning roles and all the things that, you know, that, yeah. that, that, take, yeah. that it takes. And then to do that is really very impressive. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, when you enjoy it, it's, you know, it's not, doesn't seem like so much work. There, there was definitely a mindset shift of like, okay, I'm a student again and I'm learning human anatomy and <laughs> like all this sciencey stuff, which is like my little arts brain had to... <laughs> switch <laughs> and like mm -hmm. remember how to do all this kind of studying but I enjoy it and it's still something you have to continue to learn you know like nutrition science and and resources and stuff they're all constantly changing so even to keep my my designation updated you know it's continuing education so I even have another course I'm starting in April uh for three another 12-week course on specifically on like gut health um so oh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that yeah 
So yay. That's great. That's <laughs> Always great. learning. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So are most of your clients musicians because that's your kind of circle of friends or have you, do you have, have you branched out or what, who, who works with you? Yeah, for sure. Definitely singers mainly. I've, I've tried to niche myself into that uh that sort of ideal client space because yeah i'm a singer and that those are my people and those are the people i know and i saw a need for it i was like i don't think there's a lot of people who do what i'm doing who have the nutrition background as well as the knowledge of what it takes to you know have a healthy voice and the life of a singer and all that so yeah my business name is high note health I was racking my brain for months trying to come up with this clever name of like something that combined the health and my music stuff and I nothing was coming and my husband one day just was like what about high note health I'm like I like that so that's where that's where I got high note health from and yeah I I gear it towards singers and so I've had a few clients that are not singers but for sure for the most part it's been singers Mm -hmm. bravo Abby (laughs) it's nicely yeah yeah absolutely so what uh, in a uh, if I were your client and Tony were your client, would we have the same basic um, uh, food plan, if you will? Do you create a food plan? Like, what, yeah, is it, no, what I, does it look like for someone? Yeah, I absolutely tailor it to the individual. I mean, there'll probably be some broad, similar recommendations for most people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, we start off with a very detailed intake session. You know, you've you've got some forms to fill out. So I get a little bit of your history, your health history. I get you to do a three-day food journal just to see like where we're starting from. What's your typical day look like? And then we have a like this, like an hour-long Zoom kind of deep dive. And then we go from there. I we I figure out what you know what recommendations I want to send your way. If I want to give you a specific meal plan, some people prefer just like give me a bunch of recipes and I'll do my own pick pick and choose. You know, I'm like that. I can't follow a eat this Monday, eat this Tuesday. Like I, I'm more fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. So just give me some recipes and I'll figure it out. Uh, and then we and then I up and then we follow up. You know, every couple of weeks with a half hour. Uh, one-on-one session and of course in between this is my favorite part about working with people that in it's the in between times it's like the text messages and the voice memos be like how do I do this or what should I eat with it or is this okay and I feel you know I like that that contact in between sessions with clients is where the magic happens I think beautiful you're very accessible for your clients yeah for sure yeah 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 so um do you do you think uh things like blood type or uh what 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 do you think sets customers apart mostly your clients i honestly don't i haven't looked much into the blood type thing that is not in my wheelhouse um Mm -hmm. i don't know how much of a difference it makes some people say it does but for it depends on like you know if someone comes to me for reflux they're not going to get the same plan as someone who's coming for just weight loss or just all around better habits kind of thing, right? It really depends on, on, Mm -hmm. and also on your likes and dislikes. You know, some people hate cooking and some people love cooking. So of course they would get a slightly different plan of action. And yeah, it's, it's also what medications you're on. What's your health history? What are your symptoms that we're trying to alleviate? It really depends on the individual. Absolutely. How about mindfulness? Do you ever say, you know, listen to your body or what is your body telling you about what you're eating? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Because I can't know exactly like what this food is going to do to you or this plan, you know, it's sort of like, let's try this. 
you know, and be mindful. Yeah. How is it affecting you? Like be really, I try to get them to do a journal, you know, write down, how did that affect you? Say it's a reflex, you know, is this making it better? Is this making it worse? What did you feel like? Did you feel bloated? Listen to your body. If it's not working for you, let's go on, let's move on. Let's try something else. Absolutely. And then of course, mindfulness, just when you're eating as well. I think this is some, one of the biggest things people are forgetting to do these days is, is when you're sitting down to a meal, just sit down to your meal. Don't try to answer emails at the same time. Don't try to have your, you know, your phone on and scroll through Facebook and don't be watching the news. And because we're stressing out, it's all causing this very low grade chronic stress, which hundred percent affects your digestion. And, and yeah, you're just not, you're not focused on your meal. You, you can maybe overeat at that point. You're, you're not chewing enough food. It's not getting digested properly. Definitely. Mindfulness is, is where it's at. Amen. Pass the plate, <laughs> sister. You're preaching my, uh, I, yes. I totally agree. I think yeah. if we were more mindful, we, we would be aware of the things that we're putting in, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you're just so hungry. You're not thinking and mm-hmm. I, I totally. Yeah. And I'm a big, I always like, if, even with myself, if I'm going to cheat and I hate that word, but you know, something that I wouldn't normally eat, it better be darn worth it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, do I really need this crappy grocery store piece of cake because it's somebody's birthday? I don't really want that. <laughs> now, no. if it was something lovely and homemade and looked really good, and, you know, and it really is tempting me, that's a different story. But like, it better be a worth it food if you're going to, you know, I will totally totally bad about it later. Out. Yeah, yeah. I will totally you- spit it out. Yeah, have you been, it's not worth the calories, not eating no. it. Have you been in social settings with your family or close one, loved ones who have wanted you to eat that oh, nasty yeah. store-bought cake and you, uh, how all many the time. times? It's called, it's called mother-in-laws. <laughs> I'm going to call her up. Are you sure you don't want a piece? And she cuts these massive pieces. I'm like, no, 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 no. She's trying to make you fat. It's like girl. it's not even worth it. No. She's, For sure. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Family situations or, you know, parties. Not that we've been to any parties recently, but you know, those mm-hmm. kind of situations where yeah, there's that little bit of peer pressure, family pressure. So what would you say to somebody who's like gonna go to the family thing or the or the party? What would you tell them to help them kind of manage to uh navigate that? Mm-hmm. a little better, a little smarter. Uh, I think if they, if they are actually really like, honestly do want to avoid something like that, then yeah, they can either bring something <laughs> that they can eat then, you know, like I would like, I'm happy having a piece of dark chocolate for dessert. I'm not a huge dessert person. I'm happy having that. So I would bring something that like, while everyone's having that, I'll just have my little piece of whatever I need or they can make something that everyone would, would enjoy. And they just have to sit down and have an honest talk with whoever that person is that's pressuring them saying, look, it doesn't make me feel good. They don't have to frame it in as though like I'm on a diet, I'm trying to cut calories or lose weight or whatever. Just be like, you know what? I'm gonna just not feel great if I eat that. So nothing against you, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm gonna pass this time. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, sometimes when I know I'm going to go to something like that, I will eat something healthy for me that makes me feel mm-hmm. a little fuller before I mm-hmm. go. And then I'm not as tempted. And also, I find that if I don't really, in you know, take in all of the libations, the 
yeah drinking then that's the challenge isn't it less yeah but man do I feel so much better when I don't drink no for sure because you have that glass of wine or two or three and then you're like ah screw it I'll just eat the whatever exactly yeah you know cheese and Mm -hmm. wine go well so well together my favorite things and you don't know where (laughs) that cheese has been I always say I'm like I could live on like wine and a charcuterie board with a nice french loaf of bread (laughs) that'll be my last meal there you go me too absolutely Mm -hmm. so tempting yeah yep 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 but if you know where that cheese and that charcuterie has come from and you Mm -hmm. know that it's you know farm raised or whatever and all the things then then you know it's it's okay to do that every once in a while if you're not if you're not worried about the caloric intake oh absolutely i mean if a food to me is you know it's a it's a natural real whole food and it's come from a good source and it's nutrient dense then yeah and enjoy it and don't feel so bad about it Mm -hmm. it's a real food it's better than the alternative you know there's so many crappy fake foods out there like i say not worth it like to me that's not worth it i'd rather indulge in something with like a good cheese yeah (laughs) or uh, something healthier for sure my husband and I love the British baking show and we were mm. watching uh one of the one of the seasons of it last last night we started watching it and they were it's cake, it was cake week you know so they're making uh, cake and one of the ladies who I you know is of a certain age she was older than the rest and she was making a cake with margarine and Don mm. and I were like what why what? <laughs> why would you put plastic in cake yeah what, what is she thinking not to mention margin just doesn't work well for baking like let alone the health uh consequences of it <laughs> oh she and she went on and on about how much more fluffy the cake is and blah 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 oh. and and you know um uh paul hollywood he took one bite of it and went that's awful <laughs> yeah butter butter all the way <laughs> Who even uses it anymore? No. I see it in the store and I wonder who is buying margarine? Who? Well, I finally managed my husband to stop buying it. So that's a win for me. It was when we started dating, I pulled out the, I can't believe it's not butter out of his fridge. I was like, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we're going to be together, you can't buy this. <laughs> it's like that's the one right. thing I've been able to change. <laughs> he still buys some horrible things, but at least he's not buying that anymore. Right, uh. right. Yeah, no, that yeah. and American cheese not coming in the house. Uh, no, <laughs> that processed stuff. No, no, no. Real cheese or, or no cheese? One of the two. Yeah. I well, like- that's the, and that's the problem. We've been told and conditioned for the last 40, 50 years that like, you know, this is the better option because it's low fat or low cholesterol or blah, blah, blah. And it's like a, such a processed, like you said, plastic food. And so it's like we're trying to now shift back to like real whole don't be scared of fat eat the dang butter it's much better for you than this process chemically you know stripped awful plastic (laughs) non-food yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i like denise's question about how do you address that awkward moment when you're asked to eat something that you don't really want to eat along that same kind of line i don't like the um we have enough, I think, in our society of I'm a this, I'm a that, and everything divides us. Mm-hmm. And so how do you deal with the question of what is your, are you paleo, keto, vegetarian, vegan? Do you know, I mean, all these labels for 
just eating food. How do you it deal is, with it? It is. I mean, I don't, I, I use a lot of ish words. <laughs> I'd say like, definitely like, like for, for me, paleo is kind of what got me really interested in all this stuff in the first place. So I'm very much, I do subscribe to like that philosophy of like eating whole foods that are found in their whole form in nature and not eating, like we said, the processed stuff. Do, am I hundred percent? Absolutely not. Now I also really enjoy keto. I like the low carb thing. Am I hundred percent? Absolutely not. You know, so I say, um, I'm like, well, low carb ish sort of paleo type, but it's never like dogma. It's not like hundred percent. It's a framework. It's a template. I kind of say like, it's a, it's a paleo template or keto template, but don't become an, it's not a religion. <laughs> it's not your identity. Um, be flexible. If you like them to use them as a guidelines, great. Uh, some people can't do that. For some people, they really need to stay away from any sort of label because, you know, <laughs> it can trigger some an eating disorder or something like that. So I, I, it depends on the person. But for me personally, I say it's like a guideline or a template. And then when someone say, for instance, you're a vegetarian and they mm. say, well, do you eat this? Will you eat that? We eat that and dinner. I'm like, oh, just, you know, cause yeah. you know, like, oh, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of questions people can't seem to understand. And the, why do we care so much? Like, why does it matter to you so much what I'm eating or what, you're, you know, so-and-so is eating? And, and, oh, yeah, social media is the worst for that. The, you shouldn't be eating that. That's da, 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 da. It's like, mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, people, people need a bandwagon and they also yeah. need to feel like everyone agrees with them. And there are some people who just cannot, they, they cannot tolerate a different opinion. For sure. Yep. It's like, how Whether dare you not do the yeah. same thing I'm doing and believe what I believe. Yep. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, that's about them. Exactly. So. Yeah. A lot of times, unless they're genuinely interested and they really want to know for a healthy reason, I just try not to answer, not to be elusive or annoying, but yeah, if it's just going to bring more division, what does it matter? You know? Yeah. It's like, unless you're asking because you're about to cook a dinner for me and you need to know specifics. Yes. <laughs> Mind your own business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that like the lady on Instagram who says, uh, that's not your business. That's not your business. Yes. I love her. I love, what's her I name love again? her. I, I, oh, can't, I can't. Tabitha Brown. Tabitha Brown. Tabitha Brown. Yeah. She's hilarious. And she's, she's like, awesome. It's not your business. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mind your business. She it's says. Good. I love it. Yeah. I, love I it. haven't yeah, seen no. this. I'll have to catch up to what y'all are talking oh, about. Oh, she's great. She's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. So, she's hilarious. I imagine I meant to Google this and I just ran out of time before we got on today um what the average um american or around the globe during covid the weight weight gain i mean it's been an issue people breaking bread i should think that your business might be really timely that people are now <laughs> looking to hey we're going to get out of lockdown it's swimsuit season coming soon i don't know what motivates people but i would just say that there might be a spike because people have had yeah food issues during this ordeal the COVID-19, I've been calling it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, ah, hey, I've I know. It's more like the COVID-40. Yeah. Remember the whole uh, sourdough phase of the pandemic? Everyone was baking sourdough breads and everything. 
I know. And to me, it's so crazy that like we haven't, we've been giving the wrong message, you know, the health authorities and the government, like, no, like there are studies, we know that the majority of these severe cases are people with insulin resistance. They're people with pre-diabetes, people with diabetes, people with high blood pressure, obesity. And here we are, like our Ontario premier is posting his you know, his Twitter feed is full of him going to McDonald's and the donut shop and posting his cheesecake recipes. I'm like, people, there's nothing wrong with doing this once in a while, but that's not the message we should be getting from our health authorities right now. Like if anything, this last year should have been the time, like you said, to rein it in and to really improve your healthy, healthy eating habits to reduce your risk. Like these are the people who are most at risk. So in fact, no, none of that conversation was being had. Zero. Never happened. Never no, happened. It's, I read something yesterday that said, looking at why did Asia, um, Asia, India, I can't remember the other countries, why they had such a, the Jews happened to see this lower incidence and it's because we have a higher obesity level. 100%. Yeah. I read that nine out of 10 of the COVID deaths were in countries that have a high obesity rate. Mm -hmm. Hi, that should be front page news all over the place. Like, yeah, why are we talking about this? Absolutely. And I think I read recently that like in the high, like 90, 90 something percent of Americans have some sort of metabolic disorder. 88%, I think it is. It's okay, like, it's yeah. only 12% so, of Americans are metabolically healthy or considered right. metabolically healthy. And, and that means that doesn't just, that doesn't mean obese either. No, that means, that means you, you may thin. have a di diabetes mm -hmm. of some sort, one or two, and you know, you're, or you're in that one can't help it or you, you know, pre-diabetes, right. um, um, blood, blood pressure issues, mm -hmm. cholesterol yeah. issues, but 80, what, 88% of Americans are on some kind of metabolic uh, prescription medication mm -hmm. to help them rather than talking about the cause. Like, what is the yeah. reason? What's the cause of this? Yeah. Is, is it your diet? hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. And so, it's not our fault. It's not their fault. It's, it's, it's like, look at the grocery store shelves right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, sure. Like that the, the food that exists, like to me, it's like, this shouldn't be a, uh, an edible item, you know, there shouldn't no, be. And don't... I'm not saying we shouldn't have cookies, but I'm saying like, if you look on a package and read some of the ingredients that are in some of these foods right now, that are, some of them are, you know, known carcinogens that we know that they increase, make crazy inflammation in our bodies. And, and that's the problem, but people, they don't know, they don't have the education. It's not being talked about. Um, and so here we are. Yeah. Right. So how about teaching every, every student in high school and then revisiting it in college, how to read a label of food, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how to read a label. What are the yeah. first three ingredients? Yes. Is it sugar? Is it processed flour? Mm -hmm. Is it uh, corn syrup? Yes. What What is that? And does it have a non-GMO label on it? Does it yeah. have canola oil in it? Oh, does gosh. it have, yeah, you know, and yeah. people think canola oil's good for them. They have no, no. idea. Zero no, idea. No idea. No. And good luck finding a salad dressing that does not have canola oil in it. I, I make my own because yep. you cannot find one that does not have that or safflower oil yeah. in it. And both are highly inflammatory and I'm not eating that crap. You got to make your own. There is a brand, uh, Primal Kitchen, which is Mark, Mark Sisson's uh, label. He makes paleo dressing. So I think it's olive oil or avocado oil that he uses. 
But again, it's like $10 a jar or something. So I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm really, just going to make my I own. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and I don't care. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'll spend the $10 on yeah, it because yeah. what's the $10 going to buy me? Mm-hmm. Not, not much. And the thing about reading labels, speaking of reading labels that people don't understand is that they have to list it in order of weight. Uh, is the highest weight of thing. So what the companies have done are is they taken sugar and they're like, well, let's do some dextrose and let's do some corn syrup solids and let's do some maltodextrin and let's do some glucose solids and some rice bran oil flour, blah, blah, blah. And they break it all down into different sugars so that they don't have to label it right at the top of the ingredient list. So then you read through it and it's like, okay, there's like eight different types of sugar, honey, molasses, agave, da, 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 da. So that's what they do to make it seem like there's not as much sugar in there. They're tricky, tricky those guys, I know. (laughs) You mentioned Primal brand. I've seen that a lot lately. Um, I've been looking, tell me, um, is there such a thing or is this just an oxymoron? Because I read the labels and I look and I look, no, no, no. Is there really such a thing as a healthy protein bar? Because every label I've looked at, it's just junk. And it's well, did you just go eat a candy bar? And it's just nearly as bad. And I haven't seen anything. Have you seen anything that there there are some that are coming out? Um, I believe the epic brand bars are because they're meat based. So there's some. Are you vegetarian though? Ah, okay. (laughs) Do you eat eggs? Some. Okay, so then the the RX bar would be another one because it's just dates, nuts, egg whites, uh, and then whatever flavors. I was going to say say the RX brand. I think the RX is your best bet. Those are pretty high in carbs too, aren't they? Uh, I think a bar is about 20 some grams of carbs, but it's dates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> it's right. like we can't have but low I carb just, and low this and high protein. Right. And, you know, it's really difficult a, to find. Um, I was at a, just happened to pass by the other day, um, um, fitness equipment store. And it said on the windows, huge store, supplements, equipment, blah, blah. And I thought, I'll see what they have. Just racks and racks of bars. And everyone I looked at, I was like, no, no, no. Just yeah. couldn't believe how yeah. many brands and how much junk are in them so be careful just because it says it's healthy mm-hmm. doesn't really mean it's healthy call that yeah greenwashing or health washing is a is a big thing where they you you see a label and it they make it seem there's the heart healthy check on it or it says low fat or gluten-free or like whatever you just have to be really discerning and know your stuff and read your labels and be aware yeah because yeah they can be uh just as bad as a candy bar, some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or dirty, right? Like che- yeah. Cheerios has got heart healthy <sighs> on it. And it's one of the filthiest foods you can eat. Filthy, yeah. full of, yeah. full of Roundup, full of glyphosate. Full of Roundup, yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> the world so, we live in, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the food industry is counting on the fact that people believe that the Food and Drug Administration are going to protect them that they would never allow something in a food that is bad mm. for you what mm. a load of crap like what a come on people get cynical with me and yes check the damn labels read the labels read them find out what's good food what's natural yeah. food what's normal for us as humans to eat and and read a la- read a label i don't read understand it 
Read a label and read uh, some history books. We didn't eat these. We didn't eat this stuff, you know, 100 years ago, even. That's right. Our grandparents didn't eat this stuff. It's, in, our biology hasn't caught up. There's a in, reason why they call it grain belly. In Fati and Fati, they said that if uh, COVID-19 had come out uh, 100 years ago, they don't think it would have been no. as successful at replicating because our overall health was at such a higher level, yeah. which I think is fascinating, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the, 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 I've been trying to shout this from the mountaintops since the beginning. It's like, we do have control over our immune systems. I mean, we're not going to avoid catching something, a virus is a virus, but like prime your body so that it's ready to fight, <laughs> you know, don't load it with sugar that suppresses your immune system. Don't exactly. load it with all these crappy chemicals and glyphosate that's going to suppress your immune system. Don't gain 40 pounds over a pandemic. That's going to suppress your immune system. We have options. You know, it's not foolproof. There's always outlier cases, but there's so much that we can do. Even just like, how come no one's saying, hey, everyone, make sure you're taking vitamin D. Like, uh. <laughs> so I've been telling everyone I know, make sure you're taking vitamin D right now. Vitamin D, vitamin D, vitamin D. We know that it helps with respiratory viruses. There's been lots of studies and with breast COVID cancer and, and all kinds Everything. of things. It's so important, especially when we're all shut inside and not going out and getting some sun. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's a, it's a soapbox. We could, the three of us could be on for a very long time. Very long time. Yes. Yeah. But I think you've given us some good things to chew on pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think one last thing I would add to is the attitude that we bring to our food too, the gratitude that we have when we eat it and how that affects our body too. They've been, there's been studies about that as well, a little mm -hmm. more on the spiritual side of the science of food, but obviously we can't avoid all the toxins and all the things. I mean, we can do our best to read mm -hmm. labels and, but we're still going to somehow, I bought something yesterday that I thought that everything looked at and then I found later, you mean that had canola oil? I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to miss yeah. it, but Hopefully our, the energy that we put into it and our gratitude will help combat some of the things that we, we can miss. So absolutely. And, and doing your best to, I mean, we all have to buy things in packages, but doing your best to buy foods that don't have the labels in the first yeah. place, the food yeah. you buy should be ingredients, not have a list of ingredients for the True. most part. That's True. step number one. I would say if anyone's True. wanting yeah. to change their ways, then you know, just, what's in it, you know, what's right. in it, make your own. Yeah, we all have the time now. For all oil, put coconut oil in it instead. Right. Just substitute those things. Yeah, that was one of those rush out and about purchases. But when you're home, yes, absolutely. I believe that mm -hmm. what came from the earth and nature um, is the better source. Um, so for our listeners who know anybody, I, I hadn't heard the COVID nineteen. I, I like COVID fifteen, <laughs> but that's clever. If you know anybody who's struggling with that and needs to connect with someone. Uh, Jennifer would be a lovely source and they can find you at highnote.com. What else would you like to share? This is your moment to brag about anything. Yeah. That it's high note. So it's highnotehealth.ca actually. Oh, uh, and then they can find me all on Instagram and Facebook at highnotehealth as well. Um, I answer to all my DMs there. There's a link in my bio with some free resources. I have a reflux freebie guide, a little recipe guide. And I also offer free 20 minute discovery calls if anyone's interested in actually working together and they want to have a chit chat before that commitment. So I'm, I'm happy to chat with you there. You can book online. But yeah, thanks, ladies. 
Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Denise is the one who finds, we've had many guests from our own personal connections, but Denise also goes out on the internet and discovers beautiful people just like you. And uh, thank you for sharing your Saturday morning with us. We appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you so much. It's been, it's been really nice to chat.